Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Life is kind of like a treasure hunt. It's filled with questions. It's filled with problems and opportunities and lots of choices. If you look at the self-help books in the bookstores, it's obvious people are looking for answers to life. The number of emails, office visits, and people that stop in at the church with questions about life is amazing. Life is like a treasure hunt. Today, Pastor Mark reminds us that the Bible is our map, an instructional book that's easily accessible on how to do life right. He says people are always looking for answers to life, especially when there's emptiness. Things just don't make sense and they can't figure out the details. God's Word, our map, is a gift from Him. We can't earn it and we can't pay for it. Living a victorious Christian life requires diligent preparation. Listen in to find out what you should do before you find yourself at a crossroad where you're turned around and can't figure out which way to go. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 with part 1 of our message entitled, Digging for Godly Treasure. I have a very interesting map for you. Think of all the movies you've watched in your lifetime with one of these. A treasure map. You just kind of think about it and all the different kind of movies, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, you name it, Treasure Island. I mean, they were all there. Well, I have something very interesting tonight because one of the guys in the fellowship is is really into uh, histories and so forth. And uh, this is an actual representation of a gold bar. It's gold-plated. That was found on a Spanish ship that was lost off of Florida in 1622. And uh, it's really an interesting treasure. And I had another one, but it, it's a silver bar that was four pounds. I didn't bring that. But this is uh, an actual, absolutely replica now, it isn't gold, so don't come up here tonight and say, well, I'd like to have that thing, whatever. It's gold-plated. And uh, it's really an interesting treasure. That's what we're talking about tonight is treasure. Usually in the movies we watch, usually it was ripped in lots of parts. And half the movie was trying to get the map what? Kind of together. Then after you got it together, and they finally got it together, if you've watched them in the movies, even after they had it together, they couldn't hardly read it. They couldn't figure where to turn or where was that or whatever, and they had great difficulty. And then, of course, in some of the time, the final challenge was when they found the spot where the treasure was, sometimes there was a great reward. Other times they went, there was no chest, or other times, and you've seen it, they dug it, there was nothing in the chest. 
Life is kind of like a treasure hunt. It's filled with questions. It's filled with problems and opportunities and lots of choices. If you look at the self-help books in the bookstores, it's obvious people are looking for answers to life. The number of emails, office visits, and people that stop in at the church with questions about life is amazing. Just yesterday, we, we were working on some sound stuff and just lots of neat stuff, and somebody came in from the outside who had been to a funeral that I did. And she remembered the church, and she came by, and she was looking for answers to life. That's kind of what it is. It's kind of like a treasure hunt. And the reason people are looking for answers to life, in almost all these emails, and the people who call on the phone, and people that I meet with, there, there's an emptiness in their life. Things just don't make sense. And they can't figure out even the smallest detail of life, the facet with children and family and work and, and people dying, all kinds of things. Why are these things happening in their life? And they're looking for these answers. Well, in this treasure hunt tonight, I want to remind you of a couple of things. The Bible is the map. It's an instructional book. Right here in front of you. You have it in your lap. It's an instructional book on how to do life right. The book of Proverbs specifically that we're studying is filled with word pictures. We told you that at the start of our study. So wisdom, and you need to understand this, or this passage that we'll go verse by verse through in, in Proverbs 2 won't make sense to you. Wisdom is pictured as a great treasure to be discovered and enjoyed. So we're going to be on a kind of a treasure hunt looking for real wisdom. That's what wisdom is defined as. Now, I've given you the definition of wisdom again, so you can remember what it is. Wisdom or treasure is living life according to God's point of view with God's values and always in God's timing. So the map that we have is not in pieces. It's all intact. All 66 parts. It's right in front of us. Second, it is intact and we have it. God has given it to us. God is the one who has the map and he presented it to us. Look at Proverbs 2.6. You're right there in Proverbs. Look what it says. For the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Listen to what John Phillips says. By the way, even if you looked at your newspaper today, the number of uh, Muslims that are in our, our own locality increasing greatly. L listen to what John Phillips says. Knowledge and understanding did not come from the mouths of Buddha or Muhammad. Knowledge and understanding do not come from the mouths, mouths of politicians, educators, philosophers, scientists. Wisdom and knowledge do not come from the mouths of familiar spirits or mediums, or our Jamaican gal that we talked about last week. People, many of them great thinkers, have made quotable statements, astute observations, and thus have attracted millions of followers. But true wisdom cannot be found in worldly ideologies. 
Notice verse 6. The Lord gives wisdom. So the wisdom that we're going to study comes from God. He is all-knowing. He has all this wisdom. He's the source of true wisdom. He is the only one that has the map to life. Now, in those movies that we watch, nobody wanted to give you the map. They wanted to keep it to themselves. Totally opposite. This map, how to do life right, is a gift from God. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. It's absolutely a gift from God. Now, in our passage, we'll see that it's a gift, but there are some requirements after you've received the gift. There is a requirement to seek the treasure, to dig for it, to look for it, to do some work. Now, God wants us wants to give us his treasure to do life right. He, he wants to do it. This is the thing that I think we have to stop and remember. Even those of you that have been Christians a long time, it's hard for us sometimes because we're all faced with questions. If I would start tonight and go around this room with questions you have, you'd be amazed at the questions. The things that you need answered. It would shock you as you went through. And we wouldn't have to go very far, but most of us would go, forget it. I mean, let's just give up. But God, notice the statement, God wants to give us this wisdom. See, he wants to. So don't sit here tonight and say, oh, God's making it hard on me. He's keeping it from me. He's just tormenting me with it. He knows it, but he's just, he's playing. No, he isn't playing with you. That's Satan. And some of you will sit here tonight and say, I'm not getting anything. Relax. You are. God's word never returns what? Void. Never. So when you hear that, when you go through and say, well, God didn't speak to me tonight. No, he did. It's the enemy saying to you, he didn't speak to you. So God wants to give it to you. Now, when we talk about that once, some of us say, well, Pastor Mark, if you knew what I did this week, God wouldn't want to give me wisdom. God knows what you did this week. God knows what I did this week. But he's gracious. He still wants to give us wisdom. So as we go through this, don't think this is like this treasure hunt that's like impossible. It is a hunt only because there's some effort that we have to put in it. But God absolutely wants to give us this. Now, turn to Proverbs 9.10. Before we can read this treasure map, before we can make sense out of it, something has to come first. And I'm going to go through this very quickly because most of you know it, but some of you don't know it tonight. Proverbs 9.10 says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So the fear of the Lord has to come first. There's a foundation of this wisdom. You just can't go to the God and say, Well, God, I have this uh, question I have about... The offer they gave me at work, and uh, I'd like to know what the answer to that is. No, there's a step before that. Before you can go on this treasure map, and we'll show you three different ways that we're going to go through it, there has to be a step first. You have to fear God. Well, what is fear? The fear of the Lord is to worship, respect, and love Him so much that we desire to obey Him. So... See, God is not this, this uh, 
a genie in the heavens and you just go to him and say, pull the chain and here's my answer. No, he's the creator of the universe. So before I can get answers to life, it's based on something else. The treasure hunt of life, the greatest treasure, always starts with knowing God. So real treasure, real wisdom, always begins with the right relationship with God. I want you to understand that again. So let's talk about that. Before I can understand this treasure map, I have to know God. This is just a little thing in the sidebar for those of you that aren't Christians. See, if you're not a Christian, when you look at the map, it would be like a treasure map written in a language you don't know. And it's in front of you. And you might be able to make out some of the words, but you would never find the treasure. Because it's not written in the language that you know. Well, the Bible says in Corinthians... Until I accept Jesus Christ, until I ask him into my heart, the Bible makes no sense at all. I mean, it's there, I can read the words, but it never goes past here. It doesn't go to your heart. So some of you say tonight, well, man, the Bible just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, first of all, probably you're not a Christian. And it can't make sense to you because those things are spiritually discerned. It's discerned from the heart. So the first thing you need to do, all these things won't apply to you until you ask God to come into your life. Now, as he comes into my life, then all the benefits that we're going to read about tonight flow out of that relationship. Maybe you're here tonight, and you've gone away from God, and you're kind of, you know, you're just cold in your walk, and you open the Bible, and nothing's there, and you're, you were a believer, and it's just like, it's dry to you. That's an oxymoron in tonight. It's dry to you. It just, nothing happens. Well, get right with God. He's trying to speak to you. He's trying to say to you, I want to give you wisdom. I want to direct your life. Understand this. Understand this. Understand this. See, even as people, as Christians, the first thing we want is how to do life. I got a question about my job, and I got a question about this at work, and and there's a health thing we got to decide, and and I don't know what to do about this over here. In the meantime, our life with God is not right. There's sin in our life. God's not going to answer those questions. Well, why isn't he? Because the very thing he wants to do is take care of your heart first. See, the rest of that jazz really doesn't matter. It's get your heart right, then he'll answer, and you can go on the treasure hunt. So if you're here tonight with unforgiveness, bitterness, sin in your life that you haven't asked forgiveness for, do it. Out of that flows this treasure hunt, this witness, this understanding of wisdom that comes from God. Now, let me say it pretty plain. If you're not a Christian tonight, there is no wisdom for you and the real things of life. The treasure chest is empty. And it, life will, will never make sense to you. Now, go to Proverbs 2. Let's head up to verse 1. Now, in this treasure hunt, there's three little spots that we're going to go to tonight. You know how in a treasure hunt there's an X, and then there's another X, and there's another X. Well, there's three X's tonight, and there are three couplets of words that I want to burn into your mind as we go through. I'll mention them, we'll review them as we go through a number of times. There's some markers along the way to find the treasure of wisdom. And there are three ifs. Three ifs. In other words, 
their choices. And Solomon is going to give us some wisdom from God that says, listen, if, if, and if, then. If, if, and if, then. How many ifs? Three. Now they're choices. Now the reason they're choices is this. When God created you and I, he didn't create us as puppets. He created us people who must make choices. So the three choices you'll see tonight are represented by these ifs. Now, you can't, as in a treasure map, if I had this treasure map with three different X's, and you had to follow them in the circle to get to the treasure, you couldn't do two of the X's and find the treasure. You couldn't do the first and the third X and miss the second one because you'd never get to the third one and find the treasure. So you have to do all three of the ifs to find the treasure, the wisdom that we need to know how to do life right. Now, here's the first two of the ifs. There'd be three little couplets of two words each. Accept and store. Accept. Look at chapter 2, verse 1. My son... Circle the next word, because the next word is, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. So the first thing that we have to do in this treasure hunt is accept God's word as truth and your total guide. And I say, well, that's a no-brainer. Well, it really isn't today. We have a great problem in this area. Now, because God was a loving God, he wanted to communicate with you and with me. Well, how does he communicate? Hello, this is God. Remember, he's riding in your back seat. You hear that voice and you turn around, man, I didn't know that was God. You don't want to do that too often because you'll be pulled over and, and these nursing home visits will come to see you. How does God communicate with us? Through his word. He loved us so much that he gave us his word. This is the treasure map. This is the user's manual. You know that. We don't have to go through all that. Now, the problem is this. Sadly, in the world, most people live as if this is not here. Most people in the world have no clue what we're even teaching tonight. They, they don't even know it's there. Now, here's the second sad part. Most people in the church have no clue what God's word says. And you say, well, I don't agree with that. Well, it's been proven over and over and over again. Most people in the church still do not understand this is truth. Listen to this latest survey. It's shocking, sad, but true. George Barna. While a majority of Americans feel strongly about their religious beliefs, only a small percentage holds opinions that are consistently biblical on a wide variety of topics. 60% of all adults agree that the Bible is totally accurate in all it teaches. Yet their knowledge of the content actually taught in the Bible leaves much to be desired. 87% do believe that the universe is created by God. 83% reject the idea that sin is an outdated concept. Those are both pretty good, pretty high. But most adults in the United States, 75% believe the Bible teaches this, that God helps those who help themselves. They, they believe that's a verse. That isn't a verse. That isn't even a principle. Second, 
that the Holy Spirit is not a real entity, but just a symbol of God's presence. That's 61%. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, they go, oh, the force. They don't believe he's real as a person. 61% Christians. Next. And 58% of Christians do not believe that Satan is a real being. Now, do these people know the word? No, they don't know the word. Now, let's face it, we don't, we don't know all of the word. But those things we know. For sure. Now, George Barna goes on and he talks about this. And basically just says, it's a sad thing. Because people say, you say to people, do you believe this is God's word to you? Oh, absolutely. Well, what does it say to you? Well, those at work, uh, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, what do you believe about the Holy Spirit? Oh, he's a force that can help you from time to time. And the, the devil, could the devil ever uh, really real? Oh, no, no, no. Just a kind, kind of this essence out there of evil. Well, does that affect how we live? Well, sure it does. So, if most Christians don't believe that, here's the sad thing. And then unbelievers say to them, I'm having a hard time. Do you have any answers for me on the things of God? Oh, sure, sit down with me. I know the Bible. What are they giving them? Untruths. So, the blind lead the blind, the Bible says, and they both what? Fall in a ditch. And we kind of go, ha, ha, ha. It isn't a ha, ha, ha. It's incredibly sad. So we have to understand tonight that when we go through the Word of God, you must, you and I must take it as truth. You know, and 2 Timothy just says this, all scriptures God breathed, all of it. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So everything in the Bible is about us. Now, head knowledge is not enough. Not only do we have to accept God's Word as truth, but notice, we have to also store it up. Store it up. It means apply it and obey it. So that's the problem that many of us, even as Christians here tonight, struggle with. Turn to Joshua chapter 1 in your Bibles, just for a moment. Keep your finger right there. We'll be right back. You see, many of us here, when we're hurting spiritually, you know what we do? We stay out of God's Word. You know why we stay out of God's word? Because we know it's going to confront us. We know it's going to go, hello, get your life right. We read about God, his conscience, and is speaking to us, and we don't want to read it, so we just put the Bible aside. The very thing we need, we avoid because we know it's truth. Now, let me give you something else. Many of us would say in our lives that the Bible is very important in our home, not just here. Reminds me of a story of a pastor who went to visit new people that had come to the church. And as he went into this home, father and mother and a little girl were sitting there. She was about nine. In today's lesson, godly wisdom was pictured as a great treasure to be discovered and enjoyed. A great way to maximize this gift is to apply the if, 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 and then rule. If we spend quality time, if we prepare diligently, and if we put in effort, then we'll get the reward. Throughout this week, it's important to remember God is the source of all true wisdom, and He wants to give us this treasure to do life right. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Make it a point to join us here next time on Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark continues to share biblical insight on how to decipher your personal treasure map. He'll help us understand that we must accept, store, and then apply God's truths found in His Word in order to navigate through life's twists and turns. You'll come away with a fresh outlook knowing that when you're desperate for life's answers, they'll only come from God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Baller of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world. Giving. Lord, let us hear.